G'day beer lovers and welcome to The Antidote, a series of special episodes of Brews News Live. I'm your host, Pete Mitchum, and the man pressing the record button is Matt Kierkegaard. Uh, in this series, we hope to engage with the beer community to share their the insights, um, get some ideas, some strategies from other people in the caper, and to provide a virtual gathering place, uh, a bit of an, an online beer o'clock, if you like, so that those forced into isolation away from friends, family, and beer colleagues during this time can connect, stay informed, but more importantly, feel part of this extended beer family. I'm joined again by my Brews News Week co-host and good mate, Matt Kierkegaard. G'day, Matt. Good afternoon, Pete. How are you? I'm well, right, yes, you Take yeah, two. Yesterday, you checked in with me... Um, just to see how I was going. Yes, that was a bit of a rough day for me, as we'd sort of uh, talked about off mic. How, how are you going today? I'll check in with you. Yeah, not very well. Thank you for asking. Hand-painted as we speak. Hand-painted. What does that mean? It's just okay. an expression. Hand-painted as we speak. Thank you for okay. asking. No worries at all. Yeah. I, I once worked with a bloke who um, who used to say that that was his, his opening line, and I, and I used to ruthlessly take the piss out of him every time he turned up. And then he went to jail. Um, not straight after that and not necessarily as a result, but, um, yeah, long story short, uh, it's one of those things that I just sort of use to when, when I'm genuinely feeling, uh, cause I, I'm actually feeling pretty good. Um, I think we're a few days in now, the family has certainly, uh, settled in. So I've got uh, year nine and a year 11, um, student at home and my wife working from home as well. So there's that balancing act of, uh, you know, not, not getting in each other's way and all that sort of thing. And, uh, uh, we're learning to live with each other for, long, for extended periods of time. Yeah. Well, I've un- unlike the solitude of the Bat Cave, that uh, you don't even have an Alfred around, do you? No. You got you haven't got the girls. No, no, I don't have the girls this week, so I'm home by myself. <laughs> I had to borrow all the cats. No, no, all, the, all my daughter's cats. Uh, but I did borrow Rana's dog, which is a big. Uh, yeah, I don't want to make this pet talk back or anything like that. But is that Harry? No, sorry, Harry. Yeah, no, Bruno. Um, so Bruno, I've got Bruno, Bruno here just to yeah. keep you. So if you hear a dog suddenly barking in the background, yeah. uh, that's that's what that is. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's nice to have someone around. Hey, listen, Matt. I thought just before we uh, introduce our two guests this afternoon, so we're going to have a chat with uh, Corey Crooks um, from the Grain Store uh, to get, a, I guess, a, a bit of that um, perspective from the the retail and how because uh, you know Corey doesn't have a, a, a brewery as such. He's got a kitchen. He's got a bar. Um, how they've pivoted and, and what sort of things they've um, had to go through to sort of uh, get things organised. But before we we jump into uh, chatting with Corey, I wanted to, if you can indulge me, Matt, I had an idea, and I, I think our our group um, and the, the broader beer community, once once they hear this, um, could help us out with this. I discovered today what I'm going to uh, call um, an isolation icon of the day. I came across, somebody sent this to me, and it's a guy called Tim Send. And you, you probably haven't heard of Tim, but I think you will. Tim is a breath of fresh air. Tim is the security guard, right? Oh, no, yeah, at, at, the, at the cowboy, so at the cowboy. The yes, National yes. Cowboy and Western <laughs> Heritage Museum. That came Oklahoma. up in my feed as well. How good is he? But the thing, now, I don't know, look, I don't know if it's how contrived it is. I, I, I like, I want to believe that it's that it's genuine. I know, yeah, there's that little bit of the cynic in me that kind of says, oh, I wonder if he's playing this up. But I'll I'll, um, I'll send, if you could post a link, Matt, to I'll, the- I'll uh, absolutely do basically that, yeah. Basically, the, they've, they've had to close the museum down, but they've had to keep <laughs> the security guard on. So they said, mate, can you do our social media for us? And when you, when you see Tim's face, you go, this guy doesn't know much about social media. And look, cut a long story short, I won't, without giving away the ending, um, he's, he's now actually trending worldwide as hashtag, hashtag the cowboy. <laughs> but yeah, and, and look, it's one of those things that if it is satire, 
it is genius satire. And if it's if it's not, it, it's well written. It, if it's if it's parody, it's yeah, well written. And, and if he's not, he is just a classic. Um, anyway, and uh, yeah. It, it, and it just, it, it, Matt, it's just, I think it really sums up what, what we're experiencing at the moment. And it just absolutely made my day because it, it is just, it's just genuine. Yep. Like it's just, there's, there's just no, no frills and no, uh, no pretense about it. So we'll, we'll put a link there. But what I'd like our, our listeners to do is to, if you do see something, um, send it through to us, producer at bruisenews.com um, or through the Facebook page and, uh, and, and nominate your isolation icon and then we'll, we'll, um, we'll announce one each day. We'll choose one each day. That sounds like a great thing. So uh, now, Pete, first up, who's our first guest? Our first guest, Matt. I'm glad you asked. Um, while you dial the phone. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's there waiting for us no, for whenever you... Oh, yeah. he's ready to go, is he? Oh, sweet. Um, Corey Crooks from the Grain Store in... Uh, so Sorry. Corey, there's no R in Newcastle. Crooks from the Grain Store. G'day, mate. Boys, boys. How is things up that way? You can't say how you're going anymore. Down this way. Yeah, and down, sorry, yeah, you'd be home working from home. But how are you going? I think that's a bit like the handshake now. We've got to work work out a new uh, a new word. Maybe it's you know how how fucked up are you or something like that. Be better. <laughs> well, mate, it, where we. Yeah, and no, I was going to say, well, mate, to tell us how things are going because obviously the Grain Store is your um, seven-year-old craft beer venue in, yes, in Newcastle. Yes, seven-year-old third child, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, an icon, uh, last year you were the indie, um, you, you won the beer champion or the, the, the indie champion award at the Indies last year from memory. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, my team, I think I'm a bit embarrassed probably to have my name on it. I think it's more my, yeah. Seriously though, Corey, there's an old expression that, you know, the fish rots from the head and I I, I don't know what the opposite of that is, (laughs) Um, but you you can say, yes, it is a team effort, but I think good teams are a sign of of good leadership. So I think I'm more than happy to blow a bit of sunshine up your skirt there, mate. No, cheers, Pete. Yeah, look, it's um, seven years and yeah, who'd have thought, eh? this is where we be, but um, look, we're doing our best. We're, we're all of a sudden we I might have to ring Pauline Hanson and get some tips because we're basically a fish and chip shop. <laughs> well, you, you could run for parliament uh, with, with, with that experience. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, listen, Corey. There's plenty mm-hmm. of people I would imagine would be in a similar position to you in terms of the the business model that you guys run. Um, you're obviously very much an integral part of the craft beer community, but you don't have uh, you know a dog in the race in terms of having your own your own uh, brand, you know, your own brewery. Um, share us through, uh, I, I guess, how, the timeline. Um, how did you sort of go about the nuts and bolts of of um, changing from what we do normal to this is the new normal yeah look we weren't the writing was on the wall we, we you know you probably had to be living under a rock to not expect yeah you know, as shocking as it is and as hard as it is to swallow if you didn't really see this coming of what's happened globally in the you know the months there before us you you, you weren't paying attention so um, you know, predominantly, you know, Nick and I were had our heads together. As Nick's sort of, you know, my right hand guy has been here since day one. Um, you know, and obviously talking to Chrissy, my wife, and kitchen team, Stu and Marnie with, all right, what are we going to do? Not 
wait till it happens that you know, how do we when when it all comes down what do we what do we do tomorrow and how do we survive the best we can and, and that's really you know like i think as far as anyone that goes in business yeah you you're not there as um you know as a charity you you it's your livelihood so you are trying to be profitable you're trying to make money that's why we go into business essentially but um you know obviously there's a lot of passion and different things that stick behind us and things and the decisions we make but as far as being a business that was here to make money that stopped you know that's before even all this that stopped a few weeks back um we were how do we survive and what what were the first obviously the 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 main consideration i guess is you know you've got to work out some way to keep the till ticking um even if it's at a at a reduced rate um so what sort of things did you put in what was the the thought process behind you know what you needed to do yeah because well, obviously was, you still need yeah, to getting, consider you know well one the one we've we've never been a takeaway food business right we we've not to say we've never sold takeaway food because people do occasionally ring up and get our wings or wings or a burger takeaway but we've never publicly spoke any any you know in any of our seven years one you know a bit of publicity about being able to sell takeaway food because our whole everything that we live for has been about to this point bringing people basically into what we consider like a be our big social lounge room and and you know making them have a good time so we we really didn't want to be the place that they grabbed the grabbed a you know a takeaway and and went home that we wanted them in here uh, enjoying what we do is obviously hospitality but what we did do is say, well, this is these are the, you know, looking at what's happened globally, we're going to have to. It's probably going to come to a point where that's all we're going to be able to do, and if that means we can survive. And the team that I'm left with, you know, the, the human factor, which I'm sure has been spoken about, but you know, that's that's the hardest, you know, one of you know, well, not one of it's the hardest thing to swallow right now. That when I talked about, you know, that it wasn't me that won. That it is my team, and and you know, that's that's. That's true. It's how we've, we, you know, it's a family, it's a team. And basically 20 of them we had to let go, you know, on Monday. And that's... What, what was that out of a, a total of, mate? Uh, 26. 25. Wow. So yeah, so you... 20, yeah, 20 of 25. So, yeah, it's just, um, well, you know. And, and that's the thing I think that a lot of people don't, outside of the industry don't appreciate is that, you know, it's one of the very few industries where you, you, you can't work from home. No, you, know, you, exactly. you, you can't you can't commercially brew from home. You know you can't yeah. create. You know design. You, well, you can't build in, yeah. box skirt of bridges from home. We're in the game of social gatherings, and yeah, we know where that ended up as far as where we look at. That's allowed at the moment. So that's you know once yeah we're always going to be casually number one of um you know the, you know, the pandemic that we're looking at. But yeah, to do that and send people who have put their heart and soul from, you know, we, we don't turn staff over here. We, um, you know, which hospitality in general probably does, but we've a, a lot of people have been here for a very long time. And um, the team we've left with, our guys, we're all, you know, obviously me included, all of us have got young children and that's, we're here for that. You know, that's the only reason we're here. Look, I understand the, you know, the don't like it. We're dealing with, dealing with something serious. The, you know, the world isn't coming, becoming cluttered for for no reason. You know, we're still to the point of trying to clear out some of these half kegs and doing the takeaway. But because everyone that's used to coming in our doors here for a chat and you know, like it's all that's what we've been this social hub. 
but we've almost got to tell them, you know, we've almost got to tell them to, you know, to piss off and eat your food. And it's bloody horrible. You know, it's actually, you know, they, they to, you know, all of a sudden that's how we're, we're dealing with things. But if that means it can keep some, you know, food on the table and some survival for, for who's left, um, you know, like, you know, we, we're not want. we're almost, you know, we're in the coal face. We're dealing with the public, which is, you know, probably not something many want to do right at this point, but, um, it is what we do. And I personally don't think we have too much longer even to live in the fish and chip shop, you know, environment we're running right now. Um, I'd say the next stage will, will put us, um, completely shut and, um, you know, look, if if we can, the hardest part with all this is just not knowing, you know, the, it, the timing. You don't know. Who knows? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask is, is, is the hard bit just, you know, we know what's coming. Um, there's not necessarily any way to to plan for, a, I guess, a plan B. That's right. What um, are we dealing with? Are we dealing with being shut for six weeks, 12 weeks, 16, you know, six months, which is talk? Um, how do you, you know, and I've been crunching numbers and working out and how, you know, how long can you last? Uh, you know, we still haven't got to a point where our, you know, in our rents, you know, sorted. So, you know, how do you, how do you pay rent when there's no, nothing coming in? Um, you know, no, not for, for those out there listening who might be looking for, you know, might be sort of, I guess, floundering a little bit and wondering, you know, geez, you know what do we do? Um, give us uh, maybe the, the top three phone calls you can make. Um, is it your accountant? Is it a, you know, a, a business mentor? Or, oh, the bank. Um, who would you sort of... Uh, yeah, I think for yeah, us, probably... You and, you, and, you and the missus. Yeah, bank, accountant... Um, and probably, I suppose, my then for me was the biggest thing was trying to do the best I can. Like we, we're not like you know you obviously understand, and most of the listeners understand the industry we're in. So we're not we're not like the big pub that sits at wherever on the corner and and just Tui's and Carlton turn around and say, "Yep, no worries, we're picking all the kegs up." Like, well, I'm trying to do with buddy 200 and 300 very much like me, small businesses, and it's hard to. But, you know, we were, we were in a position where we had you know, 220 full kegs here and, no, and you know, wow. what do we do now? <laughs> you know, that's that's the difference between, you know, we will look, we will, you know, come out the other side. It's going to hurt like bloody hell, but, you know, we're <clears throat> you know, absolutely committed to getting our team back together and doing what we've done. And you know, serving good. That's good it. Beer. And I think, mate, it's important to remember. Um, you know, you've got staff out there. You've got it, it, those who have got brewers or you know people with specialised skills. Those skills aren't going to disappear. Um, yeah. yeah, it might be. You know, we might all have to sort of take a bite of the shit sandwich um, in the, the the foreseeable future. Um, but I think it's going to be a nice day when we can all get together and, and perhaps have a you know mm. an Australia-wide beer community uh, cheers um, when we do bring all those guys back into the fold and, um, and 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 get back to you know doing what we do best. Yeah, exactly. Look, and I don't you know in my city and have this convo next year. I don't, no one no one is going to forget what happened at you know this time in 2020. It's it's 
you know, it's going to be a little scar that sits in the back of for all of us forever, you know, and unfortunately there's going to be a lot of casualties um, where, as I said, determined and doing everything, putting all our ducks in a row to make sure that we're not one of them. Um, you know, we will stand strong and, you know, the old little thing that I think actually one of the Virgin girls ended up saying that something I've said for a long time is that, you know, tough times don't last, but tough people do. And that's, you know, we've got to look after each other. Big thing, you know, we are all in it together. Um, how do we get there? Well, you know, we, we help each other. And that's only positive I can, you know, pull out of what is, you know, such a, a shit time in all our lives is I, I think as a human race, you know, we will become better humans. So, you know, it's, I think... Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself, mate. Yeah, you know, it's it's open. I think a lot of people's thinking they're looking at looking at you know life or whatever or whatever journey that is. They're looking at it very differently at, in this current climate, and um, I don't you know, I think that's going to be quickly forgotten as soon as like so us can open or whatever it is that's currently changed and we're back in employment and all those things. We will end up with you know better better humans in in the world, and and that's. Um, probably well overdue. I think there's been a lot of a lot of greed and a lot of um, people making very selfish decisions for, you know, not not for the last few years. We've seen a whole different world evolve in the last 20 or 30 years. So if we get a bit of a reset on that, then, yeah, it's hard, but, you know, that, that we may be left with a little bit of a better place. Corey, on that, you're a fifth-generation publican, so this is something that is quite literally in your blood. In you know Crook's family law, is is there anything to equate to this sort of thing? Um, you know, in, in the stories that have been passed down. Oh, look, I, uh, yeah, I I probably can't. Probably too young to remember. No, obviously, I wasn't there. I'm not that old, but um, but you know, through the Great Depression, wartime, you know, families are in hotels, but knowing exactly. What the impact was of that, and how does how does this compare? I, I, yeah, I don't know, and I, you know, we've probably seen that thing floating around that we're being told to stay on our couch. You know, great grandfathers have given a gun at a young age and sent to war. So, yeah, maybe we, you know, we do have to pick our lip up a bit and look after each other, wash our hands. You know, and that's that's the thing <laughs> for us. I tell you, like we're every two hours, we're, we're in hospitality and. It's no coincidence the word hospital is in hospitality. Like cleaning is what we do. Um, same as brewers, cleaning is what they, you know, we spend 90% of our life is cleaning. You know, sanitizer is something that we've been using all along. Now we've got people that have got six years worth in their home that have never bought a bottle in their life. Um, you know, we won't even talk about toilet paper, but um, – <laughs> But that's that same what I'm talking about, you know, whether we might become better humans, that selfish attitude that as long as I'm okay, who gives a shit about the person next door or down the road or the old lady pushing that trolley, you know, and if if we can say you know, shake the shit out of that sort of attitude, then yeah, maybe maybe some, you know, positive does come out of the uh in the wash when we all finally do get some sort of normality back in our lives. And speaking of when we do, Corey, um, 
Pete and I, have, it's been a long time since we've uh, chatted to you on, on, on the conversation, on, on the Beer as a Conversation podcast, but can we lock in once we've got some certainty about when stuff's going to open that Pete and I can come down and uh, maybe celebrate with you? Um, Absolutely. It'd be bloody hell of a... Yes, I think it's well overdue and in some more pleasant circumstances and a beer in hand, that would be fantastic. Mate, I'll even come down and throw another brisket on the barbie. <laughs> That was about hey, listen, mate, 11 years ago hey, now, Corey, Pete. More importantly, you, you, you've got a couple of young fellas uh, at home now uh, off from, from school. Yep. How's that working out? Um, my youngest one is in year any, four. Any, he, any he, tips? First day of homeschooling, Christy shared a picture that the whiteboard was out and he'd wrote, I want to quit. So <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it started <laughs> too well. But... prompted me to ask <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, they're getting, yeah, trying to get some routine. You know, it's not about staying in the PJs all day. You try and make the bed, get get dressed and, you know, because who knows how long we're in this for. You can't, um, you know, be all nice and well. Just exactly. Got to try and get something that's hey, mate, when, um, when you think about it, it could have been worse the other way around. Had It, been, it could have been the homeschool teacher who'd written, <laughs> I want to quit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <coughs> but uh, look, boys, it's, um, you, all you can do is make the best of the situation and the cards you dealt. And we're not on our own. We're not sitting here, you know. That's um, that's the, the you know. There's so many hard, you know, people probably in that aren't going to survive, and that's bloody devastating. You know, like I said at the start, is this is my my third child, and you know, so you know, we don't we don't do this sort of stuff just to, for fun. It's you know, it's what it's what we love. It's our passion, and obviously. You know, it's going to affect, you know, it's hard conversations, me speaking to brewers and trying to get some return stock and it's, you know, knowing that what are they going to do with it as well? It's bloody, bloody tough times, you know, and hopefully, well, we will, like not hopefully, it's, but it's it's going to hurt some more than others and, and that's, uh, you know, like I said too, the, that, the human factor, you know, that human cost, what it's done to HOSPO is bloody just devastating. Well, mate, as we yeah, and like you say, it's it's not like it's not like you know there's a there's a, a simple plan B. You can't just kind of re retool and regear and say, well, we'll give everyone else different jobs because it's uh, it's it's where it is. Yeah, that's right. No, like just I'm sitting in here at the moment, and I shared a picture with Maddie earlier that was uh, mate sent me only a few days ago, and it was seven years ago to the day, but before Doomsday sort of hit, it was um, all of us in here doing a working bay, working bee in an empty building trying to get the place ready to open and sadly sitting here today, it looks very similar to that time seven years ago, which is, you know, really, really sad. And as uh, Nick's younger brother said the other day, you know, right now, I think the, it's a pretty good analogy is that you feel like you're a spectator at your own funeral. And, <laughs> so, uh, oh, mate. It, uh, yeah, but even even after, after every funeral, mate, there's a piss up. So, <laughs> you know, still had to look forward well, to you're it. only allowed to have 10 people there now, isn't it? Small well, yeah, but just for now, when it's, all, when it's all over, we can have proper sized funerals. Yeah, nah, chin up, boys. Well, we'll oh, look, like you know, it's 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 tough times, but um, yeah, like I said, that's everyone look after each other, your family one, and those close to you, and you know, there will be a there will be an end to this. There will, we, and uh, we won't and know when, but it, there will be. And as soon as the borders are open, we're uh, meeting at the grain store to have a beer and uh, yeah, talk about what's next. Look forward to it, boys. 
Good on you, Corey. Mate, all the best from us and everyone in the chat room and everyone who's listening to this. I know we'll be uh, sort of thinking about uh, you and the team and the family. And, uh, yeah, we, we look forward to uh, you know, having a beer with you on the other side. But thank you very much for talking a little bit about how, how you guys are dealing with it uh, on, on The Antidote. Yeah, good on you, boys. It's good, yeah, good to have a chat and, you know, hopefully put some insight into all the, you know, the inside of what and how we're trying to get through it. And, but, yeah, for the listeners, believe us, we're all... We're all doing it. We're not. We'll be back, better beer, and you know, all bigger and better, and ready to serve them. Good on you, Corey. That's it. Take mate. care. Cheers, mate. All the best. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Uh, Corey Brooks from the Grain Store. Mate, it's it. it, um, it, now, it, it, it I don't want to serve. Have we got a second guest, or was that just? No, no. We, guest? We've got a second guest. Um, oh, yeah, I just wanted to say, like, it, it's it's heartbreaking to hear. Um, uh, you know those stories. Um, but again, it, it, it's also incredible to hear the sort of determination in someone like uh, Corey's voice. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's it. It's, it's, it's inspirational um, whilst it's, it's sort of, uh, it's, it's heartbreaking as well. Um, but I think, you know, you, you take the inspiration out of it and you go, yeah, just like I'm gladdened in my heart for the future um, when, when everything does reopen um, just that sense of relief, but I, like Corey said, I think we're just going to come out with, you know, standing a bit taller and and uh, you know with a, a spine that's just that little bit better reinforced. Yeah, absolutely. And so now moving on to our second guest, uh, Pete. Um, having spoken to Corey, we also wanted to reach out to somebody. Given so many of our listeners are you know going through what Corey's going through, we wanted to just get some you know better advice about how businesses should be planning them, you know, planning for now. And so we reached out to um, Kevin Hahn from Nash Advisory and their uh, business advisors who, you know, are dealing with businesses going through this at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I'd just like to welcome uh, Kevin to The Antidote. Hey, guys. Nice to uh, nice to be on. Thanks very much. Mate, thank you very much for... G'day. Thanks, yeah, Kevin. Um, mate, tell us a little bit about... You, Tell us about what you guys do, you know, as a business advisor, and what sort of, you know, calls are you getting from your clients at the moment? Yeah, so I mean, we so we've been sort of helping, I guess, privately owned companies across breweries, distillers, and a whole raft of different industries um, for the better part of the last three or four years. And I think what we found really uh, challenging over the last probably just the three weeks, really is a lot of our clients are now coming back to us and, and kind of in a really tough position because they've got to make some really challenging decisions around staffing, production, and what they need to do with their business. And a lot of them, you know, they've invested really heavily. They've built it up over a long time. And what they're looking for is some way to navigate through, I guess, the level of uncertainty that they're seeing um, both you know, in their own backyard, but also, you know, across the world. So what we're kind of fielding in terms of calls from from our clients is is really about, you know, business fundamentals. You know, cash is king at this point. How do we manage to pay our staff? How do we manage to pay our rent? What are the best levers that we can pull to um, get us through what could be a couple of weeks, a couple of months or, or potentially longer? And, and what advice are you giving them uh, in, in terms of how they manage their cash? I guess it's um, it's really interesting. I guess the the companies that we're primarily dealing with, you know, they're 
they're reasonably well established, they're profitable. Um, but what we're seeing now is you're kind of turning that on its head and you're, you're pivoting back to almost a, a startup or, a, or an early, early stage business. So you really need to keep an eye on where the cash is coming in and where the cash is going out. And it's about speaking to each of their individual suppliers and understanding which ones they can, um, I guess they've got a good relationship with and they can stretch those credit terms. So what we're, I guess, primarily dealing with is, you know, talking to their banks, talking to their major suppliers who might be ASX listed companies or, or conglomerates who've got the capacity to, you know, give them a little bit of headway on, on paying some of their bills. And then turning it on the other side is looking at where their revenue is coming in and, and potentially chasing those, you know, late invoices or, or bills that they haven't been paid for a while that they just thought, well, that'll be fine. We'll, we'll get it next month, but really getting on the front foot and trying to get that revenue in the door as quickly as possible. Pete, did you have anything or? Yeah, no, no, no. I was just, I, I, well, I guess what I, um, what really, uh, hit me was the you know you, yeah cash is king, um, I guess that's particularly for the hospitality side of things it's that's the the difficult part um, if you you know if you're not geared up to do takeaways and that sort of thing is there is there any other way that you know because obviously people from a business point of view you it, it's a bit different to the individual who can you know draw down you know take the the ten grand out of super or whatever. I'm guessing you don't necessarily want to pour that into your into your business. Are there any other options in terms of um, getting that uh, that cash flow going? Yeah, look, uh, what we've been paying really close attention to is, I guess, all the government stimulus packages that are that are coming out, and you know those things change sort of day by day. Um, you know, Victoria's got their own um, stimulus packages. Queensland put out their um, announcements today. Obviously, the federal government's got their own um, stimulus packages as well. And so it's making sure that when we're talking with each of the individual businesses that they know what's available, what they need to put forward and, and what's, what's there and, and how quickly they can respond. Um, so, for instance, the, the Queensland government today put out a, a, opened up their applications for their $500 million um, stimulus package, and, and that's aimed at job support. So it's, it's about preparing the business and saying, this is what you need to prepare. You need to have these documents ready to go and you can access this level of funding to help guide you through the next few months. And that's a way for them to keep the doors open, keep their staff on, and then hopefully trade through to the point where you know, things start to open up again. Mate, how important is conversations, you know, speaking to your landlord, speaking to your bank, speaking to, to, to your accountant, speaking to, uh, you know, as you said, the people you owe money to and the people that owe you money, um, you know, I, I, is that the first thing that people should be doing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, often often the first call that, you know, a, a business owner or, or someone will make is is to their accountant um, to understand, look, what's the cash position and and how long can we last? Um, the second call that we would recommend that our clients make is is to whoever their, I guess the most money is going out the door that they can they can flexibly um, rearrange. So that typically is if they've got debt in the business, um, their bank or or their creditors, um, where you know any of the big four banks are going to be really accommodating during this time because they they recognise that it's challenging, and they understand that. Your businesses are a long-term 
relationship for them. So if you've got bank managers or branch managers that um, you've got good relationships with, it's it's as as simple as just picking up the phone and talking to them. They might not be able to help you right now, but they'll be able to guide you in the right direction. And what we've been doing is sort of helping to facilitate some of those conversations on behalf of our clients, because as you can imagine, they've got you know 50 or 60 different people that they need to talk to. And we try to take some of that stress off of them and, and really um, get on the front foot with some of those things. Now, for, for my little business, I, I have a bookkeeper and that's <laughs> that's basically as sophisticated I get. I've moved from uh, having an Excel spreadsheet um, to yeah. run the business on. J- just explain to me the difference between, say, an accountant and a business advisor such as yourself. Yeah, look, I, I guess, you know, your accountant's pivotal to the business. They're, they're the ones that are lodging your statements. Um, they're the ones that you talk to on a pretty regular basis and, and they've got you and, and a number of other clients that they look after. Um, where I guess someone like us would differ is because we get involved in the company and we only have probably, you know, we're a small team and we've only got a handful of clients. Um, so we get really deep into the detail. So we really know every invoice that's going out, all the different suppliers, all the different um, revenue generating items. And so we can sort of help to prioritize which parts of the business and which parts of those cash flow items that you need to focus on and therefore where you're going to get your best sort of bang for your buck. You know, it's not, it's not a matter of just talking to every single person, but if you've got limited time and, and, you know, you want to focus on what's a priority, um, we sort of help guide our clients to say, look, probably number one and talk to your landlord, they're going to be the most flexible and you'll have the best luck. And then the second one is to talk to your bank. And then the third one might be, you know, talk to um, one of your key suppliers who has been known to um, extend credit terms. Um, and because we've talked to um, 10 or 15 of, um, of our clients, we understand what they're feeling. Um, we can point them in the right direction. Now for, for a business that's potentially doing it very tough, um, you know, what what's your advice to you know a, a business that just doesn't you know know what their next step is? Look, it's really it's really challenging. Um, you know, we we're a business as well. We've we've got ten staff that work with us, and so um, you really just want to make sure that you're being as communicative as possible with your staff. You know, they at the end of the day, your staff are the most important part of any business. So you want to make sure that. Anything you're doing, you're trying to keep them as, as up-to-date as possible and, and manage their, their expectations, manage their stress levels and, and keep everyone informed. Um, if, you're, if you're really sort of at that brink where you don't know what's going to happen, um, we're in a fortunate position where the, the federal government's relaxed some of the sort of regulatory constraints around what you can and can't do as a, as a company director. And so... Really, it's just a matter of, I guess, navigating how do you get through the next couple of weeks, next month, what are your options and, and laying them out on the table and making quick decisions. So, you know, you want to make sure you're talking to um, the right people, talking to whether it's your accountant, whether, you know, it's a, a lawyer or whether it's um, business advisors like us, um, making sure you get a, a cross-section of advice so that you can make a well-informed decision. Oh, 
Kevin Hahn uh, from Nash Advisory. Thank you very much for joining us. And, and we, we might stay in, in, in touch because we, you know, the, the thing that we're hearing from everybody is nobody knows how long this is going to go on and it's changing day by day. But uh, I'd certainly like to sort of keep in touch and see how, um, you know, what, what advice you're giving a, a, as this goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much for uh, having me on, guys, and, and all the best. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, there we go, Kevin Hunt. Um, Sorry, uh, Nash Consulting. Uh, uh, Nash, uh, Nash Advisory. Nash. Um, and I'll put a link in, in, in the show sorry. notes. So, you know, again, we, we've got no commercial um, re- relationship with uh, with them or anything. It was just uh, I was looking for recommendations for good business people. So that's I, I figured that very different for us on uh, you know Radio Brews News to to be doing that sort of stuff. But I thought you know. There are a lot of people talking about it and maybe speak to somebody uh, about the advice that they're giving um, to a whole lot of businesses and it, it, it seems to be very good, you know, sound advice. Yeah, exactly. And listen, Matt, now before we uh, we wind up this episode of uh, The Antidote, episode number four, um, talking about helpful hints, um, for those who have just joined us and g'day to Paul Bowker and there's a few others who have, who have joined us in the, uh, while I guess we're, we're having a chat, um, just a reminder that um, if you've, like to be a guest on the show or you know somebody who you think might be uh, of, of use in terms of um, you know being able to give some good information to our listeners, please get in touch with us, producer at brewsnews.com or uh, through the Radio Brews News Facebook page or the Australian Brews News Facebook page. And speaking of helpful hints, Matt, um, I've noticed it popping up in my feed a lot, particularly with people who have got younger kids at home um, seeking ideas and, and other people offering ideas. Um but I did notice one today which I, I thought was worth mentioning. It was the person who said you can uh, – helpful hint was to take – you know, to keep kids from getting bored, was to use – utilising a garbage bag and three recorders to make a makeshift bagpipes. <laughs> now, that person should be put up against the wall and shot with a ball of their own. <laughs> because that, that, that sort of stuff just will not no. fly. So, But if our listeners have got some decent, proper, actual – good ideas, um, that might also be worth uh, letting us know in the comments or um, uh, sending us an email. Absolutely, Pete. Because that's something, for the, for those who have uh, I thought about that with Corey, because I, I did laugh when I saw, saw the picture of his kid writing on the whiteboard. <laughs> I want to well, and I'll, I'll share some photos to um, maybe the um, Radio Brews News chat room uh, that Corey sent through about how you know there's nothing so morbid and drear as uh, you know a pub with no beer and no furniture and you know no tables no chairs and no people um so we might have to update that song but uh, actually Pete, and you did say let us know if you have some good ideas or you'd like to be on the podcast you won't be on tomorrow because tomorrow we have got um o- oj uh, owen johnson from hpa because through all of this, the hop harvest continues, um, keeping that galaxy and everything else uh, uh, coming your way. So, wanted to touch base. Uh, you know, good news story. Um, hopefully, uh, about that's it. The harvest has got to be picked. I can't. The harvest can't there, wait. There will be. Uh, you know, breweries going into production. Um, and, uh, you know, once this is all over, if not production already. And uh, so I wanted to find out how they're going, um, keeping their workforce safe while still getting the good stuff off the binds. Um, and also speaking to Stu Wycross, um, who, you know, as we know, from Voyager, uh, Voyager Malt. Malt, who loves listening to us on the tractor. Um, and just, you know, touch base and see how, you know, how it's going in the country areas, um, you know, how they're coping with it, just as something a little bit uh, different that I don't think too many people had um, thought of. So um, before we do go out to our 
chat room listeners who seem to be a fairly um, loyal cohort. You know, if you guys can jump on iTunes and leave a rating and review or, you know, post on social media if, if you think uh, you know anyone that would find this uh, little podcast valuable, inspiring, or just, you know, uh, uh, just a, fr- a friendly voice in the uh, in these. Dark yeah, please times. help us out, and uh, you know, just sort of uh, let people know. Otherwise, uh, but thank you very much to our, our chat room and our listeners um, for uh, you know being part of this thing and uh, for for your feedback. It's uh, very much appreciated. It has been, and again, for those who uh, joined us late, uh, give us your suggestions for uh, a daily or maybe a weekly isolation icon. <laughs> I've so shared, I don't know if you saw, Pete, I shared the cowboy into the uh, notes and I'll put it into the show notes I as did well. Say that's yeah. Into the, yeah, into the uh, into the chat room and hopefully, yeah, we get into the notes. It's just something that uh, gives us a bit of a, a distraction from, um, you know, the business that's, that's going on. And now nobody, now it, early on in the in the chat room, I did put a thing while we're waiting for us to go live uh, to offer five points for each of the three topics uh what beer am i drinking what brewery is it from and what glass was i drinking it out of and it was i can declare now a brick lane supernova ipa out of a brick lane straight side glass well i'm about to have my uh, akasha uh, freshy pale and then i'm going to be going on to have uh, someone in the chat room actually paul balker you st- you, you started this with a uh, Stonewood cloud catcher. Did you knock that off and then... No, 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 no. It's been an hour and I've had one beer in the hour. It's a cloud catcher. My next one will be, while well, I'm doing up the show notes and getting this out very quickly, thank you very much, uh, will be the Freshy uh, Pale Ale. Okay. And then no, I see what you did there. Uh, with dinner, uh, I'll be having the uh, the new IPA from Brick Lane. Uh, we'll let you guys get away now. Thanks very much for joining us again for The Antidote. I'm Pete Mitchum. He's been Matt Kierkegaard. It's been uh, a cracker having you with us again. A really good chat today, as I say. We, we sort of touched on some uh, emotions there, and but but also, yeah, some solid business advice. And, and that's what we're trying to do is to sort of uh, create this virtual meeting place, a, a virtual beer garden, and uh, to, you know, let it all hang out and, uh, and help each other through these times. So thank you very much for that. Uh, Matt? Hit that outro music. Sorry. That's the one. Stuff it up to start with. Stuff it up to finish it. I know. We we need a panel operator. And we're out.